You are listening to the Success Leaves Clues podcast, where we're having conversations with regular people doing outstanding and legacy changing things in corporate America and entrepreneurship. If you're looking for the blueprint to help you make less mistakes on your journey to freedom and ultimate purpose, then this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Dr. K. Hey, I'm here today with Sean Higgins. Look, you've probably seen him everywhere. He is an entrepreneur, real estate investor, coach, mentor, philanthropist. The list goes on. How do you introduce introduce yourself, Sean? There's so many titles. You know, um, uh, wealth strategist, you know, is really what it comes down to. You know, I've uh, I've had a, a journey in the wealth creation industry, so to speak. Um, yeah. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. I, <laughs> yeah, I made a pact with myself 20, 27 years ago when I started traveling extensively that I would not watch any movies. Now, I understand, you know, I'm 59, so, you know, movies in the back of a plane seat, our Wi-Fi didn't exist. Yeah. So when they were, I was like, no, not going to watch movies. I'm going to read something or write. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was sitting in a bar with a pilot probably, gosh, 12 years ago. I remember it was in San Jose and we did a little bit of math on how much I've been flying. And he says, you realize you've been in the air a total of three months, like in the air. Wow. And so that's not on the ground. That's not sitting in an airport. That's literally in the air flying. And that was back of the napkin math. And it was pretty accurate. And, you know, with that, I've, I've said, I'm going to study something. I'm going to read something. You know, I've got dyslexia and I'm probably the slowest reader on the planet, but I've probably read more books than pretty much anybody I know, except for when I start getting up into my upper echelons. John Maxwell is a good acquaintance of mine. He probably reads a little more than I do than some other people, but, uh, you know, I, I aspire to do that. And then, so with that, back to your question, you know, I teach people really good at teaching people how to make money. Um, but there's a lot of other things I do. I know I know health really well, and I know people in that industry. And I'm not talking about just the U.S. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been all over the world. Just got back from Mongolia last two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm going to Iceland next month, and uh, you know, photography has been a passion of mine. So it's all about that learning and pushing yourself to the uncomfortable zone for me. So you know, there is a lot of really th- uh, things that I'm good at. Um, my passion is teaching people, normal people like you and I you know, how to, how to become financially independent. And I, I say that with a loaded gun nowadays, because there's all these quote unquote gurus online, you know, you see them pulling up to their new jet, nothing against Grant Cardone. I love him to death, but I mean, uh, Hey, don't talk really? about Uncle G. We got, we got to work with him. <laughs> really? I mean, I'm not going to be buying a jet. I just, yeah. I don't want to. Okay. I don't even want to be in that position to buy a jet, you know? So what I mean by that is I want practical things that everyday people can use. Um, okay. You know, does that make sense? So yeah. that's, that's, that's where I'm at, but I'm really good at doing that. Um, but anytime I'm working with somebody, uh, 
I mean, I'm working with a girl right now that's a, um, uh, uh, I don't know what you call them, but uh, she works with the FBI. She's one of the top 20 when they call and they need mm-hmm. to find somebody psychic. Um, uh, you know, she, she finds people. Oh, like, and like a it's, medium it's, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trip. It's oh. a trip. First time I was with her, I didn't know that's what she was doing. She was in a meeting and all of a sudden she was called out. And about literally a month later, you know, I found out what she did and she goes, I go, Oh, that's why in Utah, I'm going, why would the FBI be calling this chick? You know what I mean? Yeah. 45 minutes later, they found this girl. So, you know, it's, so, uh, so, so, I mean, I, and I, it's just, you know, I get that and I, I know that area and I'm helping her with the business stuff that she's doing. So it, it, it's, you know, once you start getting into that money area, a lot of things fit together with that. Um, there's a lot of, uh, what would you say? Transformer parts that fit each other, you know? Yeah. So it's important. It's important to keep reading. And I, I like how you said how you took the opportunity to say, look, I'm going to be on this plane and I'm not going to necessarily, you know, be disengaged by watching a movie or doing something different. You know, but instead you're going to actually be productive and take that time to read. What what got you there? What? One hundred percent. You know, I don't know what it was. Um, you know, there's a lot of books on it right now. Um, you know, one of the things that Grant talks about all the time is that discipline and, you know, there's books on it now. Like there's a book, uh, um, uh, atomic habits, one of my favorite books of the last five years. And it was really interesting because he put into context, James clear, the author there of what I do. Um, but in a more structured format, you know, I get up at four 30, I was up at four 30 this morning and, uh, you know, my, my 24 year old son goes, why do you keep doing that? I go, because, you know, I have to, and, you know, I've seen my friends around me that don't do that. And, and they're, you know, I know, I don't want that. I want to push myself. I want to learn some things. Um, you know, I was just talking to a buddy of mine the other day, accountability partner. I says, you know, I'm having trouble with this consistency in my workouts. And he goes, what's going on? We talked about it. You know what I mean? And, uh, I was in Mongolia. Like I just mentioned, I took my, uh, uh, Eight, she's eight years old. She was seven. She had her birthday in Mongolia. It was fantastic. And there was a group of people with us and older than I was, um, most of them. And health wise, you know, um, and I see that a lot, Dr. K. And I want your listeners to, to, to hear this. Uh, everybody forgets the health end of things on their journey. Um, I was, yeah lucky enough to be in a mastermind a number of years ago where this was brought up. And I thought, you know, they're right. And started doing some research on that. And, you know, maybe it took it a little too far, but I know some phenomenal people worldwide that I get some, you know, I, I look at this a preventative, you know, um, I look at my relatives, my uncles, people on this trip, and they can't do things because of this and that. And I don't want to be there. So, you know, that journey of reading has got me to the point where I will focus on a subject like this year is on my sleeping mm. and um, uh, consistency with workout. That was my big goal at the beginning of this year. I, I know sleep is super important. Um, and I was brought up with the, the you know, oh, man, you got to work. I can sleep up four hours and still yeah. get work done. That's a bunch of bullshit. You can't. You you can't. It's yeah, not true. You get burnout, you don't make uh, worse decisions and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm, I, I've got myself a whoop that tracks my workouts, but it also more importantly tracks, track uh, my HRV, my sleep, 
Um, you know, I, I've gotten a little crazy. My, I love my, my, my little girl. She's, she's the, she's my little mirror of me. I mean, my, my 24 year old goes, God, she just spits out things. You know, she comes in, daddy, she goes, what are you doing, daddy? I said, well, I'm going to tape my mouth shut and wear this mask when I sleep. She goes, why? I go, I'm reading a lot of stuff on it. it. says it's good for you. You know, and it's about nose breathing and all this stuff. And I, at first I thought these people were crazy. Then well, I had some other doctors purpose. that are well. I, I got sleep apnea. So oh, I, yeah. I don't have a choice. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing a, a bag uh, home. Uh, so you, so you, yeah, I would try You know, there's a book called breathe. Yeah. Um, again, one of the better books I've read lately. And so I started taping my mouth shut and uh, wearing a mask and for, you know, the circadian, you know, get the light out of there and, you know, all of these things. And, oh, my gosh, you well, know, my, my, you know, I, I'm ready to rip it. You know, when I get up at, you know, 430 and start working, work out at five, you know, boom, 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 so boom, boom. And, uh, you know, it's been working for me, you know, and I'm, I'm actually right now in the process of thinking about the new year. And, yeah. and what is it that I'm going to pursue next year? You know, who am I going to who am I going to seek out, mm. you know, that can take me to another level? Who's going to who's going to get me? another place, other places. Where am I, who am I going to go differently with my photography? Um, you know, I got a lot of people hounding me about my photography saying, Hey, you know, you need to sell that. Oh, eh. Kind of sounds like a job, you know, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe not. Um, I'm getting, I'm in the pursuit of getting my master's in photography, you know, so that'll be, you know, that's good only because there's some things that I don't understand in the whole processing that I'm trying to learn. So, you know, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, we can talk forever. But, hold on, Sean, okay, um, but, but, you know, you're, you're already talking. You know, I just want everybody to hear that. It's just, you guys, those of you who listen out there, the entrepreneurs yeah. is focus on the one thing. Okay. Don't try to do eight different money making things. Focus on the thing that's going to make you money. Yeah. Okay. But you've got this free time and this is, this isn't dress rehearsal. You know, we, we don't get a do over. So, you know, be on purpose about things. That's my big message for a lot of people. Um, yeah, but I can tell you. Does that make sense? I can tell you're being on purpose because we're just past the halfway mark of the year. And you're already planning out what you're going to read, what you're going to work on to perfect and improve yourself, and who you're going to seek out um, to either get mentorship, work with, whatever it's going to be next year. And most people don't start that until they're trying to come up with this New Year's resolution. And it's already... December 30th, 31st, what, what has you doing that so early in the year? You know, it, it, nothing happens by accident. Mm. Um, so, you know, you have to plan for, uh, you know, um, I had a relationship one time and this girl says, you know, why do we have to plan everything? Why do you have everything so planned? I go, she says, why can't we just be spontaneous? I go, that's bullshit. It doesn't work. <laughs> You know, so I'll give you an example for, you know, my, I, uh, my friend and his wife wanted to come up with go wine tasting. And my cousin, who's my age, wanted to come out with his wife and go wine tasting. And, uh, Tommy, my cousin calls me up and he goes, okay, what do I need to do? I just, you land at four I'll pick you up at the airport. I live in Sacramento, which is, you know, 45 minutes from Napa. Yeah. And he goes, well, yeah, but where are we staying? I got, got it all handled. What are we doing? Got it all handled. You know? And, uh, this is just who I am. I knew the, I knew the private wineries we were going to. I knew where we were going to go when we got there. Mike and his wife weren't, he wasn't going to get there till later. I was going to pick up his wife and the, and the five of us were going to do a wine tasting. We were going to meet Mike at dinner after we checked into the hotel. We get to dinner 
And Mike shows up and we're at press, which is a three month waiting list just to get into the restaurant. And, you know, we already had one wine tasting. Mike was going to meet us for the next day. You know, he just got there. So he was going to join us. And, uh, you know, Tommy, my cousin goes, you know, I'm not used to doing this. Is what are you talking about? He goes, well, literally everything you've got structured. I go, oh yeah. And, <laughs> and Mike goes, yeah, this is, when Sean says we're going to go somewhere, I just go, all right, just tell me when to show up because here's the deal. So we're at a restaurant yeah. three months to get in. We're at a private winery the next day with a tasting where they flew in a chef to do the, to, you know, the food to pair up the wine, yeah. you know, and, and then at the end of that, you know, the winemaker comes in, who's a friend of mine, and we spend some time. He's talking about these. And he, he, he ends up opening up a $1,000 bottle of wine. I'm like, you know, Dave, there's no way there's anything worth $1,000. And he goes, yeah, let's vertical taste. So we taste it right next mm-hmm. to something similar. And I taste I'm like, holy crap. So we leave that. And Tommy's like, now what are we going to do yeah, right. <laughs> you know, after this? <laughs> you know, But, you know, it's structured. So that's a micro. Mm-hmm. Now let's take a macro. I've, I've mentioned my daughter seven times. So I was in Hawaii with uh, Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup for the Soul. He's a good friend of mine. And I, I signed up for a class of his. Um, it was substantial. And it was a three-day workshop, just 12 people hanging out at his house in Hawaii. And it was about setting goals and doing these things. He goes, Sean, what's the purpose? What are you doing here? I says, I want to be super on purpose with my daughter was too. The time I says, I want to be really on purpose of experiences for my daughter. And he says to me, which was surprising from Jack, he says, Oh, he goes, no, they're going to be okay. I go, no, 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 Jack. I'm not talking about making sure that she becomes the right kid. What I'm saying is I want to put certain things in front of her experiences. I was broke growing up. My parents were, I don't know how many people could relate to that. I didn't know why we were broke. Yeah. You You know, but I mean, right. And my dad would come home. I remember this distinctly with the refrigerator box that he got from the back of Sears. And, and me and my, I had three brothers. We would make our two brothers, three of us. And he, we would make a fort out of it. And that was like, oh my God. Okay. And we'd stand there and my dad would be there with the pen. He goes, where do you want the door? We're like over here, you know, and you know, by the end of the weekend, you know, we're jumping off the bunk bed on top of the thing and destroying it, whatever, you know. But those type of experiences stuck in my head. So I'm not talking about how do I put my my daughter in front of, you know, but I've got means now. So we just got back from Mongolia. My daughter was with me. She's seven. She turned eight on that trip. That's her fifth continent. Um, she's been to Africa. Um, she's had her fourth birthday at at uh, the Ritz Carlton, not the chain, but the original Ritz Carlton in London for tea time uh, when she was four. Um, and, and it's not spoiled. It's like, you know, I explain to her what's going on. We, you know, we do the whole things and some of it retains. Some well, like of it said, doesn't. She got to hang so, out. So a lot of it's cultural. Too. It's experience. So yes, cultural, she gets, uh, you know, she gets struggle. Yeah. I mean, she sees it. We we're sleeping on dirt floors at somebody's house. Um, and so when you go back to your original question of, you know, the whole goal setting, things don't happen by accident. So what I'm planning right now has a fruition, you know, has an incubation period, if you will, Dr. A, of, you know, 
30 days uh, a year. You know, this is what I try to teach young, young entrepreneurs all the time. Your actions now are what's going to be going on later. So I, let's talk about real estate. If people are, you know, I just need to do it. I need to do a deal. I need to do a deal. And I was like, dude, 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 if you're here to do a deal, then you're not my student. I'm here to teach you how to do a strategy. You can do multiple deals. Okay. And so, you know, if you're just here to do a deal and that's all you do, what do you do at the end of that deal? Now you got to start all over and get another deal. And you're always chasing the next deal. Why are deal? you not doing? Yeah. Yes. You know, I mean, that was who I was on the phone with when you called. I was on the phone with Alex, my contractor, and we're having trouble with a different contractor. And, you know, but it's also setting us up for it, we're, two things we're working on, current and, and future. Okay. You know, so we've got probably $1.2 million worth of deals in the hopper right now. But you, those don't just happen. And everybody loves to look at the guru and, and see like a Grant Cardone, nothing but respect, driving up to his new yeah. jet. But I also look immediately going, okay, what was happening to make that experience mm -hmm. happen? Yeah. You know, what, what, what did he have to do? And I said earlier, I don't want to be in the position to buy a jet. Well, that's on purpose also. Because that means I have to do this much more work. I know exactly how much I have to do mm -hmm. to afford the lifestyle that You're I right. want. You get, you get to a certain point where it's like, okay, th there's a lot of hours, a lot of time spent away from your daughter that you have to put in that's going to, you know, well, allow you it. to get to that jet. Yep. 100%. You know, and then some of it's about, okay, if I'm taking on a new project, who around me? can help me facilitate mm -hmm. that. So let's say that um, you're my IT guy because you're the guru in that area, Dr. Day, you know, and I say, okay, I'm going to need somebody on this. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put all this together and I want you to run the whole thing and I'll give you 25% of our net net. So now you've got an incentive to make that happen. And, and by the way, I want an exit strategy. So after two years, you and I will sit down, either you buy me out or, we do something, right. you know what I mean? Because I do, I, I don't stop having ideas, you know, like for instance, I'm in the process of setting up a nonprofit so I can teach prisoners in California, a life skill of making money for when they get out. Okay. So what is that going to take? So I, I met some people this weekend. How do we do this? What are we going to take to make that? How do we get the plan? Where do we, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I will only do that if it's not going to take away time because you know, God gives everybody 24 hours. Everybody gets 24 and everybody's hours. Everybody's not getting up at four 30. So I, <laughs> yeah, there's that advantage, but honestly, that makes me go to bed early too, by the way. But here's the, here's the crazy thing. You know, years ago I was sitting with uh, Dave Mackey from, um, uh, or J John Mackey, excuse me, and his um, uh, CFO from, uh, what is it, uh, Whole Foods. And first of all, I was like amazed that I was sitting next to these guys. I mean, John, man, he's doing a deal with, with uh, Amazon. That was right after he had done the deal with Amazon. And he told that whole story. It's fascinating, by the way. But I'm sitting there because it was a breakout session. So I got to sit with him, his CFO, and one other guy. And I'm like, you know, and it was, it was about the subject it was talk. We break into small groups. We discuss it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, I, how do you run 3000 stores and still find time to be here? He goes, Oh, that's, right. that's all yeah, I yeah. do is I make sure that I have time to do things okay. like this because I've always thought about this. 
Then the, the conversation shifted over to a CFO and the CFO goes, I spend three hours on Fridays planning out my next week. Mm. I said, why is that? He goes, because the more time I plan my week out, the more free time I have. And I was like, wow. So has anybody listening ever had that experience where you're like anxious and you're like looking at your whiteboard, you're, you're, you're like, what, did I lose something? Yeah. What ah, I, where am know. I supposed to be at? Yeah. Right. I'm supposed to be at instead of sitting there going, what's low hanging fruit. What are the, what are the things I need to do to kick the can down the road to move that project forward, you know, and then, and then get the heck out of there as quickly as you can. I mean, my goal today is one fifteen. I'm having lunch with my ex-wife and, and, uh, I want to be there at one I'm done, done for the day, right. you know? And, uh, well, it depends on how that conversation goes. It could go a little yeah. longer. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, she's good. Yeah. yeah that makes, makes sense? a lot of sense. You said that you, um, were in a breakout session. So were you at some type of convention or seminar? Yeah, yeah this is, um, uh, conscious capitalism. Yeah. Um, it's something that, um, uh, John and, uh, there's a book out there called, um, uh, oh God, I just drew a blank on it. It's, it's what the whole conscious capitalism movement is based on. Um, that's oh, going to drive me nuts now. That's all right. But anyways, um, it, you know, what the whole movement is about is corporations are what's going to save the world, not mm -hmm. governments. Mm -hmm. And there's a way to, um, um, that's nah, going to make me crazy. <laughs> but anyways, you know, this book that was written, you know, they, they look at these companies that, that do customers first, employees second, owners third, and they do like 900% better than companies that are shareholder driven. And so what John wanted to do is put together a group of people that are adherent to that philosophy. And so it was his conference. And uh, there's only about 150 CEOs from around the um, world, really. And unconscious capitalism. Okay. All right. Thank you. Is is the book Unconscious Capitalism? And um, uh, anyways, uh, so that was what that was all about. And uh, part of the whole process is a speaker would get up and we'd have discussions about things, and then we'd break into small groups. You know, spend five minutes a piece discussing what it is. Come back in, share some ideas, things like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Powerful. Definitely. Um, I asked you that because somebody who actually teaches, mentors, does seminars, and yet you're still attending them. So I was just trying to see what do, what do you see as far as your growth and why you attend conferences still, even though you're at, you know, a peak in your career? No, I'm not at a peak. Um, there's no way. Um, you know, I literally have a budget. Great question, by the way. Um, I don't think anything about it, but I would be remiss to stand in front of a room and ask somebody to spend $30,000. That's how much some of my most expensive training yeah. is for me to personally work with you. If I wasn't willing to do the same thing, I literally have had a budget for the last 12 years of 50,000 okay. plus. So I'm planning on spending $50,000 next year. And I want to find the right group, um, you know, to be with. And every year it's a different deal. Sometimes it's the same one. I, I, there was one group that I, how much did I spend with it? Probably 30,000 a year for four years straight. That was just on top of the other stuff. 
Um, that was hanging out with a guy by the name of Keith Cunningham. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad with yeah. Robert Kiyosaki. Um, Another one of my uncles. <laughs> Keith is the... Yeah, Keith is okay. the rich dad. So he wrote that book and gave it gave it to Robert um, because he said no one would ever buy a book like this. And you know, there you go. So you know, I got to hang out with Keith uh, three days, um, ten hours a day, four times a year for three years. Wow. Uh, here's a guy that sold his first company for one point six billion dollars. If you don't think that that had an impact oh, on me, I don't. You know, and I could pass that on to other people. I mean, my job is to train people, right? My job is to help people. Um, you know, if I wasn't out there sharpening the saw, you know, who am I? I mean, it's funny because I, people look at me, especially in your age bracket, and they're like, you know, you're you're really into tech. I'm like, well, why would I not be? Yeah. Are you kidding? You know, I yeah, I do Slack. I got Trello. I've got all the I've got all the stuff because it's super easy to move forward with things. You know. My assistant lives in oh. Venezuela. She's my right-hand person. I've never actually met her before, and, and yet she runs my world. I've got my IT person in Ecuador. I've got, you know, so I embrace what's useful. I mean, I mean, think about this. This is exciting. I get goosebumps talking about this. We are in the most incredible country on planet Earth in the most incredible time in human history with more technology and ability to do things that anybody has ever had in the history of mankind. Wrap your head around that yeah. for a minute and then tell me you can't make it happen here. Shame on you. I mean, that, that should on. be embarrassing. Yeah. And if anybody's that, yeah, I, I, you know, I was sitting with the Eagle hunters in Mongolia three weeks ago on their dirt floors. You know, they had Persian carpets on top of it and their little, you know, Mongolian, you know, Genghis Khan type, te- um, gurs, um, and they were sharing their food with us. You know, if that's not humbling, yeah. I don't know what is. And they would give their, you know, a, a lot just to just to have a glimpse of an opportunity of what we have. And you can't forget that. Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes what what holds us back in the, in this country is that we take it for granted. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Oh, no doubt. Comfort. Well, and then, you know, it's, yeah. Comfort zone. And then also the, the, you know, people are just discovering how um, uh, manipulative the media is. The media is a bunch of bullshit. I mean, you know, oh, the, the, the inflation, you know, the whole thing with Joe Rogan saying that they're redefining what inflation recession is is. (laughs) and what it is or isn't also they're going to redefine it. So nobody thinks there's a recession going on. And as ridiculous as that is, who cares if there's a recession going on? Who cares if there's, you know, the Ukraine stuff? And I don't mean it unsympathetic. I mean it that that doesn't affect yeah. me. So who the president is or not, uh, what they're passing or not, is this 24-hour cycle that we've never had that kind of eyes on. Oh, we, somebody said to me, we have never been more divided in this country. Never. I go, really? 
So the Civil War wasn't yeah. kind of a big deal? <laughs> well, that's not divided. fair. I go, really, a half a million yeah, people died. Divided. I mean, give me, give, give, me a, give me a break. You know, I go, the only reason you think that is because that's what they want you to think or that's what they – I mean, think about this. Dr. K, you've got to produce something every hour of every day to get yeah. people to pay attention to you. You're going to make it mountain yeah. out of a molehill. And it is true, you know, and then, you know, the division and, let me know, tell you, let me I, tell I, just, you a, uh, I think it's crazy. Turn off, a, turn a off your media. Into media that I had, I was, I'm originally from Tampa, Florida. I live in Virginia now, I live in Richmond, but I'm originally from Tampa. So I was in Jacksonville, Florida. We had a hurricane that came through and media was covering it. Gas stations are shutting down all of this stuff. Now, if you know anything about Florida, Floridians deal with hurricanes like it's just another rainstorm, right? So they're dealing with 100%. it. They're covering it on the news. I got family calling, checking on us. And outside, the sun's shining and we're barbecuing. And I'm like, here in Jacksonville? Like, I was like, I'm looking out the window while this is on the news. And they're like, it's like, I was like, they're, they're trying to keep you as a viewer glued to the TV and watching it as long as possible. Well, then everybody's worried about it. You know, um, you know, it's just all this, all this show, all this shenanigans um, that are going on. I mean, if if you haven't seen social um, yeah, um, dilemma, um, you know, and I know you know because you're in the IT industry and you understand. I I've got online, I've got you know my YouTube and all you know my online marketing. Uh, I can tell you what my my clients eat for lunch on a regular basis. It's that scary. It is true. Um, you know, so. The challenge is, there's was a great um, interview with Joe Rogan had with a professor, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he's been studying this stuff for 12 years. And, you know, I'll, I'll go real quick on this and get off it, but I think it's important for people to know how manipulated we're being right now is they took thousand people, I mean, I'll butcher the numbers, but it's close. Thousand people gave them a subject to, to make a decision on 90% of the people agreed with it, 10% didn't, and not doing anything by sending them different information, but just simply by changing the way that they got their search engine optimization. In other words, what their feed was within two and a half weeks changed that opinion to a 50-50 split. Now, that doesn't, I'm, I, I want to be really clear. They weren't sending them stuff that would influence that decision. It was the way searches came up in their search engine that made it that way. That's how scary it is. So he was also saying that had Zuckerberg known what was going on in 2016, he could have simply done a one thing and it's a get out the vote, not to vote for anybody particular. Two weeks before the general um, uh, presidential election in 16 and uh, Hillary would have won by over uh, 434,000 votes. It, it, it's that's how impactful it is. And I'm not saying that to be make a political statement by any stretch of the imagination. Who's influencing yeah. you? And, you know, I, st I stopped watching um, the media of any sort uh, back in, I think it was 16 or 17. It was right after the, the whole debacle with that, because I had been watching both sides of it and nothing surprised me. Um, and I, you know, everybody was kind of losing their minds. I'm like, and then I was realizing their feed is telling them that. So, okay, that's fine. Let's put that aside. 
What's it doing to your regular day-to-day operation that you and I were just talking about, like the hurricane of the year, and you're out there barbecuing going, oh, uh, not sure what they're talking about. Yeah, I'm not talking. So now this whole, let's go back to the whole, yeah. it's a recession. Okay, so wait a second. The way Wikipedia defines a recession is going to impact me. How? How is that going to impact me? No. It's not going to impact. It's not going to impact the call I just got from Alex yeah. on my, my contractor. It's not going to impact the draw I got to get on the construction that we're doing for Joshua Tree. It's not going to impact how I fly to Dallas next week to teach a class. No, not going to affect me. But yet they, they put it in there. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's so if, if I could even, you know, here, here's one thing I could suggest. Um, have a no mm. electronics day. I just shut it down. Yeah. Try, try it. Shut it down for a day. You're not allowed to literally turn it off. And then you're, well, how would we find a restaurant? <laughs> I, can, I can tell you how we use it. Right. right. No, you know what I mean? It's just, and it's funny because it's, don't you be, it's like, well, I got to look for a restaurant that's got the right reviews. Who, who's reviewing that? So again, I just want, you know, to people yeah. to be aware of that, you know? So anyways, I don't know. To me, I think it's uh it's interesting. If you turn that stuff off, um, the world still spends one rotation every Absolutely. 24 hours. You, you touched on a couple of books. Uh, you're right. an avid reader. I read not as much as I probably should. I try to, you know, keep a book in my hand for the most part. And um, some of the some of the best is uh, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John C. Maxwell. You talked about uh, Chicken Noodle Soup for the Soul. I've read that one. And, um, of, of course, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad is kind of the entrepreneur kickoff for most people. What, what would your defining book yeah. or kickoff book? Uh, a kickoff book for somebody brand new. So if you're working for somebody and let's say you're making, I don't know, up to 80 grand a year, I would say somewhere in that area. And you've never been an entrepreneur before. And I don't care how old you are. You really need to start off with the basics. The basics would be, you know, you're looking at the richest man in Babylon, you know, is key. I think, um, you know, you, you've got to look at that. Um, rich dad, poor dad is good. Um, it starts to teach you about getting things to pay for itself on that. I think that is good. Um, you know, 21 Irrefutable Laws of a Leader is, is incredible if you're going to be leading people. I love John. John is a, and a friend of mine. I've traveled with him before. Um, you know, those are, those are just powerful things that you can look at. Um, believe it or not, I'm going, to, I'm going to lump Atomic Habits in there by James Clear. And if you could break that down, because all of the reading and everything is all fine and dandy. Most people, Dr. K, are in a tipping point mode. And what I mean by that is you've got something you're doing and you're trying to do something different, different, mm-hmm. but it's not paying the bills. So who do I have to become? And your writers need to, or your listeners need to write this down. If you want to become, and I said it earlier, but in a disguise, if I want to become Grant Cardone and buy a jet. Okay. Who do I have to become to do that? Yeah, I see. So the habits is what's going to make that. Okay. So 
if I'm looking at this, we can do it, you know, rip a page out of Tony Robbins book. What exactly is he doing? What time does he get up? What does he read? What does he do all of these? Like your listeners are listening to this right now. So if you want to, let's just take me for example, and I'm, I'm not putting myself up on a pedestal, but if somebody's listening, it's going, yeah, I, it's by design. I want to spend more time with my family. I want to spend more time with my travel. I want to spend more time, whatever. Okay. So what does that look like money-wise and who do I have to become to make that happen? So I go back to atomic habits and those are the things that I watching TV. Okay. I love watching TV. It becomes habitual. Let's just say that is. Then unplug it. That doesn't, yeah. Well, you just plug it back in. Yeah, but you have to so plug it back attention. in. Yeah. Well, if that doesn't work, then attention. Put things that you don't want to do and make them more difficult and put the things you want to do and make them more simple. Okay. So when you're doing, when you're thinking about that and you put a list together, you can't be that person that makes a quarter million dollars a year, or whatever, if you're not doing the same things that a quarter of a million dollar yeah. a year person is doing. <laughs> I mean, I know I, it sounds ridiculous when it comes out of your mouth, but, it's, and and I hope some of your listeners are going, well, yeah, I guess, right. I, yeah. Duh. you know, kind of makes sense, but you know, I really want to break it down to what are some steps that people could do. And that's what I talked about in the very beginning is who do you have to become to become X, a priest, a nun, an engineer. I don't care what it is. There are certain things you have to do to make that happen. Uh, I got a kid that just, uh, well, he's not a kid anymore, but he just uh, um, retired from Navy SEALs. SEAL, SEAL Team 8 was his last team. And I said, you know, what are you doing, Blake? And I, I mean, I've been mentoring this kid since he was literally a little kid. His dad and I were really good friends. And, you know, who did he have to become to become a Navy SEAL? Yeah, it's not you. I mean, there's certain mentalities. So, yeah. So a, a lot of people don't think about that when they say, and they want to pursue yeah. money. They want to pursue health. Well, see the they want to, whatever that is. This, the end goal. Um, you know, and I talk. So, what, what you're saying is who, who you are in your current yeah, state yeah. doesn't necessarily fit what you want. For example, I see somebody post on Facebook or Instagram and they, they got a, a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, but you're not doing Lamborghini work, Right. To get there. So how, who do you have to become to get that or to get there? Well, you know, and again, you guys, I, I don't need anybody to follow this mode, but, you know, I've owned a lot of really nice cars and they just don't impress me. Yeah. It's metal and plastic. Yeah. That's all it is to me, you know, but it always, you know, when I look at that and I see these young guys that are driving these Lamborghinis and stuff and I'm going, you know, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, because, but it, that doesn't mean it's not something to pursue. But my question to you is, how do you become the person that has that Lamborghini in your life that's not being paid for by you? So that once you get that Lamborghini, now you're just trading one for another. And then that money just stays within that deal. How do you make it so it's not a liability or and it becomes an asset type of a deal? And again, it goes back to that rich dad type of stuff in that conversation. Um, you know what I mean? So who, who does that have to be millionaire next door? Dr. Bill Danko is a good friend of mine. Bill is a great book from, you know, 15 plus yeah. years ago. Um, super relevant yeah, especially right. that, for the young people. That was a life changing book for me. Aye, aye, aye. This it changed the perspective. Yeah. Bill is a good friend of mine. I, 
Yes, it does. Understanding what a millionaire truly is and, um, you know, what it becomes. And, you know, especially with this, you know, IG, Facebook, TikTok society we live in, you know, I can make a Facebook post, you know, look any way I want, you know what I mean? Type of a deal. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's got to be real. Um, what's, what's reality. I'm, I've lost two brothers. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've had tragedy in my life. I've, I've been, I've been through a horrible divorce that now we're great friends. That's reality. You know, that's real to me. And that's what I love about this medium too, Dr. K is, is it kind of cuts the, the fluff of the BS out there. You know what I'm saying? It's what's real. How can you, you know, what are some of the biggest mistakes I've made? You know, those types of things, those are what, those are the biggest, my biggest mistakes are who I am. You know what I mean? That those, that, because if you don't have mistakes, you can't grow. I mean, I, I, I briefly caught a glimpse of, you know, top 10 lottery winners in the last 10 years and where they're at now. I can tell you that was (laughs) before I watched the video because they're not that, they're not that person. So all of a sudden they show up and they're a 10 millionaire or $150 million. This one chick won and she had had five jobs, single mom before that. You don't think that the proverbial, you know, what was floating downhill. Oh my gosh. That's the money. She's not that person. You're not a millionaire. And she does. You're not a millionaire. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I mean, you know, some of you live, wrap your head around that. You know, there was one guy, even he was, he had 17 million in the bank, $168 million mm-hmm. net, net, net after taxes <laughs> train, train wreck, just an absolute train wreck. I mean, family, everything, the fights that were going on, it was just nuts, um, you know, with that stuff. So and that's a really actually a valid, you know, concern of that. So, you know, ask your listeners need to ask yourself if you're aspiring to be an entrepreneur or a business owner or what have you. What does that tribe look like? Look at that tribe. Is that who you want to be? Then be that person. Dress like that person. Walk like that person. Be that person. You know, John Maxwell, I remember we were in Beverly Hills at one of his conferences. Um, I've I've, uh, been up to his house and gone golfing up in North Carolina. He's just a great man. But, uh, you know, he had a really good point one time he was saying. He said, uh, this really stuck with me. a friend of his was a pastor that had uh, built a leadership program about young pastors to the point where there was probably close to um, like 6,000 people a year were coming to this big conference. Oh. And I want to say it's Michigan. And he, he was subject to a Me Too accusation. And I can't remember. There was a maid involved that made some accusations, accusations, excuse me. And John said a good point. He says, you know, there's a problem in our community. And he says, yes, I'm talking about the Christian community, that there's this, there's, you know, if somebody's not becoming the perfect person or not the perfect person, we, we leave their side right away. I don't know what happened, but he's a friend of mine. And I will always stick with my friends. So, you know, this is going back to my raw side of saying, I've made some mistakes. But I also stand behind my mistakes because each one of those, you know, I grew from, you know, I've made, I've made hundred thousand dollar mistakes before. And I've had people going, weren't you pissed? And I go, well, first of all, what good was that going to do? Because, you know, like going back to social media, 
I can only, you know, keep bringing that up because that's the, the age we're in, right? And so people got this perception of perfection and nobody loses, nobody makes any mistakes. Everybody has the fancy car and it can hold a lot of people back. And knowing that, okay, I want to be an investor. And if I think that every deal is going to be a home run, you're, you're talking right now with your contractors, you've got other issues, but nobody sees that part of it. All they see is, you know, the success stories. Um, it can hold a lot of people back from even attempting to try to be successful. Yeah. I mean, you, you show me somebody that doesn't have any problems and I'll show somebody that's six feet under. It, it doesn't exist. I mean, you know, I mean, oh, 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 Sean, you're in Mongolia. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Guess what? You know, we were leaving Mongolia. They pulled us out of line because they knew we were going to miss our connecting fight, flight in Istanbul. Made us sign a, made me sign a document that I wouldn't hold them liable for getting stuck in Istanbul. I'm like, and I just wanted to get out of Mongolia because there was a lot more flights out of Istanbul. Now, Istanbul has got the most incredible, beautiful airport on planet earth. I mean, it literally is one of the best in the world right now. Um, 70 foot ceilings, Louis Vuitton, Coco Chanel. I mean, it's, it's absolutely spectacular. So I wouldn't, well, I, 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 and I immediately, I love it. My daughter says to me, I said, we're going to be stuck in Istanbul. There's, we're not going to make our connecting flight. And, and we were trying to get home for her birthday so we could have a, a celebration with her mom, <laughs> even though it's been yeah. her birth month, you know, uh, you know, she's had all these celebrations everywhere. And so, she goes, oh, cool. We get to have an adventure. Good outlook. Like, yes, that's the proudest yeah. dad. So sure, I knew I knew what was going to happen. We got off the plane. We shuttled over to the hotel. Uh, but I said, we're going we're gonna to absorb this. You know, what we, we had a spectacular breakfast the next day um, with these windows of this hotel. They were on these, uh, this motor or something. I, don't, I didn't even notice it. And this coffee, oh, God, we were in Mongolia. The coffee was crap, right? We're in Turkey. Now it's just unbelievable, you know? And these, these windows go up and there's birds chirping. And this, I mean, not just a window, the whole thing, like all of a sudden became an open patio. I'd never seen anything like it before. And, you know, we've got these, this wonderful buffet that's out there, you know, and all of this stuff happens. And on top of all that, we're waiting for the shuttle out, out front. And my daughter gets attacked by a, a yellow jacket and got bit like once or yeah. twice or something like that. And yeah, trust me, you know, she's a little girl and I grabbed her, brushed it out, ran her to the bathroom, you know, saw where it hit her on the, on the leg, you know, held her. She's crying hysterically. And I'm going, well, <laughs> now you know what that feels like. <laughs> you know, and I put some special cream on her that I told her was, you know, this is the stuff she goes, this, yeah, this is the stuff it. Jake is calling this is I go, yeah, this is because <laughs> that's all I had with me, you know what I mean? I, I and then I got some Benadryl cream out of the bag, but but I mean, you know, again, how you frame it yeah. is how you live it. And so everybody's like, it took you how long? Mm. It took us fifty eight wow. hours to get home. Yeah. But everybody wants to look at the pictures, don't they? You know, and, and think that this is the life. And that's the whole point. So, you know, again, for the entrepreneurs, if you don't think you're going to struggle a little bit, then get out. Um, and if you think that somebody gets to a point where they don't have any problems, just open up a, ta a tabloid from the, uh, you know, the, you know, rich and famous. And, and they're going through it. Know, too. Gosh, Life's that's front and center. You know? Yeah. Everybody. And it's just how you deal with it, how you show up. 
And always remember, people are watching. So when tragedy hits you, what are you going to do about it? Absolutely. Everybody's watching. You've right? had a lot of accomplishments. I do want to bring up your uh, philanthropy because it's not it's not common, right? It's not something that you hear about a lot. And some people, the goal is, again, to have a material thing or drive this particular car, have the Grant Cardone private jet. And for me, a, a huge goal is just to be a philanthropist. So kudos on that. And tell us a little bit about what you have in the works. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, there's a couple of things going on. I got a, um, a camp being set up in the Serengeti in uh, Africa right now. Um, you know, the real, you know, selfish purpose of that one is, um, I'm doing a mastermind in August of 2023 out there. Um, I've been to Africa uh, several times and uh, I thought it would be a great place to bring a bunch of people and, and there's no internet <laughs> for one full week. And then I started looking into it with some other people that I know in the photography world. And I'm like, why aren't we just building a camp? And I go, this, this, this sounds like a good idea. And so they're all getting into it and we're putting up plans. And then all of a sudden one of them looks at me and goes, this is a real estate play to you, isn't it? And I go, Oh, totally. This is like an Airbnb in Africa that I got to use for free, you know, but here's the, here's the underlying foundational piece of that is mm. the people we get to employ in that market is huge. I mean, we're going to be able to pay them probably double what they kept paid locally. Um, we also get a, get to set the level up a different in that area because this is not a, I don't want to say we don't want to make money. That's right. anybody tells you that that's uh, um, their line. We're going to make money, but we're going to make enough that we can really take care of some people. Um, one of the th reasons I started my YouTube channel, which actually I'm doing a YouTube video this week that I'm going to all my, for right now, all of my money from YouTube is going to my nonprofit. And, um, you know, one of the, my purposes behind that is I was in Africa two, three years ago. I can't remember. A couple of years ago it was pre-pandemic. And there was a village there that was trying to uh, open up a, yeah. a medical, you know, shack. You and I would call it a shack. But they needed $12,000. And, you know, we were able to raise that just with the group that was there. But I started thinking about it. Imagine if I had 20,000, 30,000 people following me on YouTube. And I'm just giving out good content, doing whatever. And then I go, you know what? I'm here in Africa. Um, this is, you know, Jacob. Um, he's a Maasai warrior. And uh, they're trying to put some stuff together for this particular school that they're trying to do. And this is how it's going to impact. And we're only going to take $50 per person. Good. Think about that, good. Dr. K. Everybody can do 50 bucks. I could set up a real quick deal, but do you know how quickly $10,000 raises for that? 100% goes to that particular facility. So I've started setting some stuff up like that. And we just recently, um, like last weekend, tapped into, we might, and this is a big M, be able to tap into a, you know, educating um, uh, guys that are in prison on how to make money when they get out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, right place, right time. I heard about this and I'm like, Oh, that'd be cool, you know, because, you know, they already have a skewed mold of what's going on. So why not reframe that? You know, because if they think they just got to go out and get a job, that is one yeah. way to and do it. There's other ways too. to make it happen. There's yeah, with them franchises home, they could buy. Too. I mean, they got to yeah. check that block on yeah. the application and mm -hmm. you know, there's some 
Yeah. So be your own. So be your own boss. You know, be your own boss and, and, and be that person that can get, I, I just, um, and helping a couple guys out of prison, uh, in Salt Lake, that's kind of how it started. These guys are incredible and they're killing, um, buying some real estate. And, you know, I love their story, you know, gang bangers, you know, all that stuff. That's how the world's going to change. It's not going to change by, you know, somebody saying, Oh, we're not yeah. racist or anything like that. Oh, I, 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 I've been around the world. Let me tell you something. The United States isn't, it's not racist. We got to work on some stuff. There's no doubt about it. I mean, and we're getting better every time, but it's people that go out there and say, how can I provide an opportunity? And again, let's get away from the media. There's so many people that are in those areas of economic um, uh, hardships that want an opportunity. So then provide it for them and let the chips fall with where they were, where they are. Um, you know, I, I've got stories about racism with my family being Catholic in a farm and waking up to, uh, some bad people, um, because of that. Um, you know, so, and that's a distant past from my grandparents, but okay. That didn't affect me. I'm going to go out there and kick some ass in this economy, mm. in this, in this culture, in this country that has never yeah. existed before on planet earth. Never, ever, you know? And so again, I would be remiss of two things. If I didn't become yeah. successful, I have a responsibility to the rest of the world. I have a responsibility to the rest of the world to become successful. And number two, along the way, help out those that don't have the same opportunity in front of them that are looking for it. Not I don't want the person that's complaining. Eh, eh. Nope. Not interested. I love that, Sean. Hey, look, you, it's been happen. great having you on. I appreciate everything you've shared with us. I appreciate you opening up and, you know, helping the viewers to, uh, you know, just take in all the knowledge and experience that you have. So I, I really appreciate it. If anybody wants to see, we do conferences all the time. If anybody's interested, uh, there, uh, just click on, um, go to saen360.com. Um, there's conferences. I think we've got, put a link on it. Yeah. Put a link and they can click on it. Um, uh, enroll for free as my guest. And, and when you come out and see me, make sure you tell me where you, you, you clicked on. So I, you know, it's just, it'll be powerful to be able to see. I just love this medium and I love it. I just had somebody in Dallas goes, I heard you on so-and-so podcast. I'm like, I, hope, I, hope roll. I love it. You know, and, it's um, fun. It's and get fun. out to the conference, but save me a seat. Cause I'll be there. <laughs> There you go. There you go. When we're in your area, I'd love to so see So I got it. something that I Absolutely. love to do we'll on um, every episode. So the name of the show is Success Leaves Clues Podcast. So I like to point out a couple of clues that I got during our conversation. And I'm quite sure the listeners will pick up their own things and, and, Excellent. and take that and help propel their careers and their entrepreneurship journey. Uh, so, so one thing, um, you talk about the discipline, um, the fact that you get up so early in the morning. Now, I have a habit of getting up. I was in the Army, so it's it's kind of stuck in me. Uh, I didn't have much choice, and now I can't break the habit. So I'm up usually around 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, the, the other thing you talk about is reading, and you read a lot. And I know that reading does a lot for you, not only what you're getting from the books, but, again, it goes right back to that discipline and saying, hey, I have a choice. Thank you for listening to another episode. 
episode of the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Be sure to follow Dr. K on Instagram at Dr. K Washington or the podcast page at Success Leaves Clues podcast. We'll see you here next time. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.